morning, everybody. Hope everybody's well. Happy Friday for those that are here live. Happy whatever day, week it is for you, wherever you are. Thank you so much for joining us in the booth. Really appreciate it. We've been talking this whole week about what it means to be a steward of time. During the week, we, I don't want to say we digressed. There is no digressions in life. All paths lead, as they say, to the king. And I want to sort of connect the dots right now, if we can. This whole concept of Israel and on those who were joining us during the week, we spoke about the sacrifice. Yesterday, we spoke about the idea of the cause. And I want to sort of like drive into one concept today. And for those of you who have been on the momentum trips, you know, we speak about this always on Fridays. It's very much thematic to a Friday. And it's very much a big piece of how time works. So I don't know if I told the story here or not, but, you know, one of the last week was Yom HaShoah. We spoke about the Holocaust. My grandparents, as you know, are Holocaust survivors. And one of the most fascinating aspects of at least my grandparents and my grandfather in particular was he had this incredible ability to cross over. It means he had the ability, which is shocking, to literally be telling me a story about how he was taken by Mengele and used as experiments, which was like horrific, like so horrific that I can't even visualize it. I couldn't even sit through the story horrific. We're sitting in his, you know, room as he's telling me about how his mother said to go look for the luggages when all the trains started taking them out of their hometown. And he turned around and she was gone. And to this day, he's still thinking about that moment. Like the pain of an older man. He's telling me the story in his 80s. Torment. And then in a moment, the great grandkids come in and he's like, hi, (laughs) on the floor, playing Lego, giving out cookies, asking for kisses. It it shocked me to no end. I I don't know how he did it. I mean, we, we know people, we are people that like you stub your toe in the morning and the whole day's gone, like gone. You wake up in the morning, like ready to roll. Somebody sends you like a WhatsApp that you just don't love. Gone. Like everyone's like, you're okay. You're like, no, no, I just, I'm I'm dealing. You know what I'm talking about? We know people whose team loses in a championship and like they're out for two days. They're out. They're just, they're wiped. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not talking about like big things. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like, Little things, people that are thrown by things. And here's a man who is recounting the greatest horrors in modern history. And in a moment, he is fully immersed in whether or not somebody should take the vanilla or the chocolate in in the cookie stack. Do you understand? This is like insanity. I'm like, I can't believe I'm like, I can't believe I'm watching this regularly 
my grandmother too, regularly. This is how they would act. We would go from like 1943, we would go from like the trains to Auschwitz to like, you look so skinny. How come you haven't eaten in a long time? I'm like, where do I look so skinny? You're like, oh my gosh, you have to eat. And now we're in the kitchen, like pulling everything with like, you know, a fat content in it. And she's like stuffing me. I'm like, what, what, what happened to the trains? Do you know people like this? I'm like, how do you do this? This, by the way, is a very Israeli thing. And it's it's almost created as such. You, If you've been to Israel during this period of time, you know that you go from Yom HaZikaron, Remembrance Day, which is horrific, horrific, small country, everybody knows somebody, people that are well before their years, families, it's, it's, it's heart-wrenching, heart-wrenching. And that night, they are going out of their minds in joy. Fireworks, streets. And you're like, wait, what, what, what's going on over here? Like, like six hours. Like, I remember being a kid there. I remember being a 17-year-old boy. 18 year old, whatever. I was in yeshiva. I was there for the year. I remember being around and being like, how are they going to recover from this presentation in the ceremony, in the cemetery? Like, I remember sitting there going like, oh my gosh, I've never seen this. And at night being like, where am I? Like, <laughs> like it was like a Twilight Zone episode. It's this ability to cross over crossover of emotions you know what this is we break this down this is called the ability to understand time this is a secret that people have i've seen this also when it comes to shabbat now it, i'm more used to it because i thank god i've been keeping it for a while but mm -hmm. friends of mine who are less connected almost always comment like literally if you've been to a house that keeps shabbat you know what i'm talking about because like if shabbat comes in at 626 and we are so precise it's never like whatever 630 it's not like that it's 626 that house at 615 it's a it's like a war room a war room, showering, going, doing, take out the garbage, things like cooking and heating. And it's a war room. People are, usually my wife is like geared. Like you, it's like she's, my wife is like Tom Brady on the 10 yard line. It's fourth and 10 and they're going for it. And if they don't score, they're going to lose the playoff. Zoned in. 626 candles get lit 627 it's like peace <laughs> always someone's looking at me like what just happened like it's 622 this place was insanity at 629 i feel like i'm at the beach i'm like yeah i don't know welcome to life in shabbat or on the flip side Shabbat's over at like seven. And that and that, and that weekend example, Shabbat we over. Let's say like seven forty, whatever. 
7.35, everyone's still chill. 7.47 or whatever, 7.50, forget about it. Buzzing. Crossover. It's hard to cross over. And so it's easier for us to just mute our feelings, to not really cry, to not really be joyous. It's easy for us to like, sort of like, I can't really go all in here. It's not really going there. I got to check. People have a very hard time with that. Crossing. To be fully here and to be fully there. And we spoke about this a number of times, but I want to talk about it from the place of the time. How do you connect our week? Well, when you realize how valuable time is, you start to understand that time is a resource that is not fungible. It's not the same. It actually shifts and changes based on your intention. Some minutes seem to fly by and some minutes take forever. The time still clicks, but your relationship to time is different. Our relationship to time really depends on our intention. For some people, they seem to maximize time. And some people seem like they can't, you know, people like this. For some people, an hour, they get very little done. And some people, an hour, they get everything done. And it's the same hour. And it's not even based on their abilities. It's based on their intention. Thought and time are intimately connected. The dial of time is incontrollable. But the dial of thought is. And when you start to play with the dial of thought, you start to change the impact of time. And one of the most powerful things that we do or don't do, depending on who you are, is give intention to time. For example, if my thought says, I'm disappointed and that thought is left unchecked. The disappointment will bleed into every aspect of time going forward until the disappointment dissipates on its own. But if I realize that it is the thought that's going to change the time and now I go into a new environment to the extent in which I realize that the disappointing thought is going to change my ability to interact with the next minute and the next minute and the next minute. And so I need to figure out a way to turn down the dial of disappointment in order to get the most out of the next 15 minutes of my life. Because if I drag in my thought of disappointment into the next 15 minutes, the next 15 minutes of time will then get diffused. It'll be downgraded. It'll be dragged down by the original thought. So if I'm disappointed with an email and then I walk into my house, 
I'm now downgrading the time that I spent with my family because time will be impacted by my thought. So now I allowed somebody and their interaction with my phone to now impact not just how I felt when I'm dealing with it 10 minutes ago in the office, but how I am going to have a quality of time with my family an hour later. If I'm going to allow the pain of the sacrifice required for the state, the independent state of Israel to impact my appreciation for the state, then I'm not going to be able to ever appreciate the state. So I have to train myself to be fully immersed in that morning when it's time to mourn and get every second of what the morning is going to do to give respect and to give focus and perspective and honor to those that sacrifice. But then I have to remember that if that's going to bleed everywhere, I can never get past it. So I have to create the ability, which is the most important and challenging ability, to say that minute was a minute of mourning, but this minute is a minute of respect, appreciation, and joy for what we've been given. The ability to look at every moment for what is appropriate for the moment and invest the intention in that moment is where the quality of life lies. That's called being a steward of capital. That's a steward of time. A steward of capital, the guy who's investing knows, or the woman who's investing knows, the investment that's made into business one is different than the investment made in business two. And I have to be able to navigate the challenges of every little bit of my capital. If I have an investment here that gives me one impact, I can't drag it to all of my investments. I have to diversify my portfolio and treat each investment as different because they're different. Because it's not my money. I'm responsible for it. And part of what it means to be responsible is that I don't have the right to just take one and make it look like the other. I have to respect the differences that's in front of me. Part of what it means to be a steward of time is to recognize that every moment is different. And when I bring in my intentionality, my focus, my concentration for the moment in front of me, if I can cross over, then now I am able to be fully me in multiple scenarios, in multiple environments, not allowing them all to feed into each other. My grandfather had to develop this to survive in the world. Holocaust survivors had to develop the skill to survive, they had to respect, they had to deal with what they dealt with. The trauma that they went through was beyond human comprehension. They couldn't, even if they wanted to, they couldn't just forget it. But if they dragged the Holocaust, they would never build families. If they're every one of their thing, and I'm sure, you know, I can if you talk to the first generation versus the second generation versus the third generation, I'm sure they developed it. It wasn't an easy thing. There wasn't a team of therapists available in the 1950s. The Holocaust survivor generation didn't like go to therapy. 
even the, even the, the psychological world didn't even like appreciate it in the 1950s. They developed a skill at a crossover. Had to be in such pain and torment, not on purpose, obviously, but had to be to remember what they went through and to deal with it, but to cross over in the moments of joy. To enjoy what it must feel like. To have. Obviously, some different than others. That's the challenge that we have to go through. To be able to cross over and to put all of our intentionality into the time that is in front of us. If I'm engaged in spirituality, I'm not thinking about my day. This is my time to engage in spirituality. If I'm engaged in work, I'm not thinking about sports. It's my time for work. If I'm talking to somebody just engaged in the person I'm talking to. It's not time to think about the next person I'm about to speak to. If I had an incredible moment this morning of joy and happiness and somebody else's needs the empathy, I'm with them in empathy. We spoke of this, if you remember, remember we spoke with this when it came to the rooms. Do you remember a couple of weeks ago, we did this with the rooms, the thresholds. You build the rooms and you walk into them. Now we talk about it from the area of the crossover, but not from a perspective of just building the rooms, but having responsibility. It's a responsibility to do this. We're stewards of time. It was given to us as a gift to use in the greatest way possible. And the way we do it is we are wherever we are. Liran just said beautifully, we are where your feet are. But this trait, I want you to be aware of. I want you to recognize the muscle. For those of you who ever worked out and started to find muscles you didn't know existed before. This is a muscle that we need to start to work out. The muscle of the crossover, the transition from Holocaust to great-grandkids, from Yom HaZikaron to Yom HaAtzma'ot, Lahabdil from Friday to Shabbat, from being able to say, we're on, we're off, like this, from one person to the next, from joy to focus in other areas, This muscle is, if you will, the linchpin of the steward of capital, of time. This muscle is the go-to muscle for those that are true stewards of time. They are always turning and shifting knowing that wherever they need to be, they're able to block out where they were and where they're going because they understand that the only way to treat time with the respect it deserves is to draw in my thought. Thought 
is what enhances the quality of time. And I have to direct my thought into the minutes, into the seconds, in order to get the most out of those minutes. And the way I do that is by crossing in and crossing out. All right, everybody. Think about this today. Especially, again, regardless of your background and nomination. This is, this is a great Shabbat exercise. All right. Big week. Thanks so much for joining. An honor to have you here. Continue with God's help to, with God's help hopefully to navigate on next week. But until then, have an amazing weekend. Good Shabbos, Shabbat Shalom. And I hope and I pray with God's help to see you again next week. Thanks so much.